Welcome to the Daily Ding. Happy Wednesday. I'm your host, Dave DeFord. Joining me today, got Black Trey. What's up, Trey? What up, what up? I got Vince Goodwill from Yahoo. What's up, Vince? Hey, what's going on, y'all? And we got Rob Lopez directing all the action silently. Coming up on the show, the sun may be setting on Trevor Reese's time in Phoenix, and the Bulls are still a mess. But first, the game of the night. The Portland Trailblazers continue to stink. Losing to the Houston Rockets 111 to 103. Chris Paul with a not, I don't know if we want to call it depressing, but it, not a great triple double. Two of 12 from the field, uh, 11 points, 11 rebounds, 10 assists, but he was actually pretty effective tonight. Trey, you and I have already talked about Chris Paul and how he may be washed. He looked pretty spry tonight, especially around the basket. Yeah, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm out on calling people washed. Um, at this point, I think, you know, everyone has their struggles and, you know, Houston is still trying to figure out what they're going to do in the next month or so. Um, but Chris Paul still being able to, you know, triple doubles are not that easy. You know, we've normalized it because Russell Westbrook and other guys have made it seem like it's a simple, you know, simple task, but, um, you know, it's still effective. And, um, you know, the Rockets still managed to, uh, to figure it out against a, a, a good Portland team that, that uh, is struggling on the road. Their bench didn't show up as well, um, but the Rockets bench was was very good tonight. Yeah, the the Rockets still not quite good, but at least they did snap that three game losing streak. They are now tied for second to last in the West. Uh, James Harden with twenty nine points. Eric Gordon moved to the starting lineup. Still can't shoot. He was six of thirteen tonight. zero of five from three. Scored fourteen points. Vince. What have you seen out of Eric Gordon this year? Do you feel like this is him being tentative? Is he just, I mean, is this just a slump? I mean, we're now a quarter of the way through the season. I think sometimes when the guy just loses it, he loses it. Like I saw him last month, like around Thanksgiving, and I was asking people around the Rockets, like, hey, is this guy healthy? We know he's having these, you know, we know he's had issues throughout his career. And they're like, no, he's as healthy as he's ever been. And you can see he's sort of having trouble finishing around the basket. The jumper that used to be wet isn't so wet anymore. I wonder if this is all just a byproduct of Chris Paul being washed. Like, I was going to come on here with the hot take and say, maybe Chris Paul is done, but y'all have already explored that. Like, maybe that's the byproduct of all of this. Yeah. Uh, in the other game of the night, the Raptors roll into Staples Center without Kawhi Leonard. He's out with a bruised hip. And they uh, roll the Clippers, 123-99. It, it seems like the Raptors don't really need Kawhi when they come to L.A. Maybe a sign of things to come. Serge Ibaka with 25-9. and Lowry had a bounce-back game, 21-7. and Vince, I'll start with you. Lowry was struggling quite a bit over the last few uh, couple weeks. Uh, tonight looked like he was being more aggressive getting his shot. Is, is this something we need to monitor going forward? Can he play well when Kawhi Leonard's on the court with him? I don't even know if it's about him playing well when Kawhi's on the floor with him. I wonder if he just can play well against good teams. Like this stretch that they've had, they've been winning games, but they've been winning games in spite of him. It almost looks like he's playoff Lowry, that guy that was shooting jumpers with the hoodie on at 1 a.m. in the morning that we have that we were wondering about. You know, so I'm curious about, you know, him turning 30 or being on the other side of that, him being a smaller point guard. I, guys, I really wonder, not necessarily that he's washed, but his game has to transform a little bit, and maybe he just can't bring it on a night-to-night basis. I don't think Kawhi's going to be there after this year anyway, so I don't know how much he's going to have to acclimate himself to playing with him, but 
I think it is a cause of concern, Trey. I don't like what I see, you know what I'm saying, consistently from him. Um, well, you got to understand he's a league, he's in league leading assist leader right now. And a lot of people don't like that he's not getting up enough shots or that he's struggling with his shots. But the Raptors are playing very well with their wings, uh, stepping up to the plate when Kawhi is out on his rest games. Um, and you know, I, I normally joke around and call him Vegan Lowry. Vegan Lowry is out here <laughs> being aggressive, you know, and, uh, and, and being effective in, in leading his team. He still knows how to be a leader, but I think he's kind of took a step back in order to, you know, run the, run the system the correct way. And then you got Van Vliet, you know, also helping off the, off the pine. So, um, I wouldn't be too concerned as a, as a Raptor fan or, or what they're doing. Um, and I won't focus too much on Kawhi actually going somewhere. Because at this point, it's not even about going to a better team. I think it's more of him having a comfort zone and him finding a family that he can trust. He wants an organization. And, you know, of course, with Masai doing making the business decision to trade for DeMar, I'm not sure if that's going to set in well with Kawhi. Shout out to Boban Marjanovic coming off the bench. 16 minutes, 18 points, and seven rebounds. Hey, guys, make sure you join us today for the back-to-back Wednesday challenge. Go to FanDuel.com slash B2B. That's FanDuel.com slash the letter B, the number two, the letter B. Sign up, deposit five bucks, and you get five bucks bonus in your bank from FanDuel, and you can play with other back-to-back listeners every Wednesday. Shout-out to last week's winner, Andre Trotti, who ran it back. He called his shot, too. If you take home the victory, as he did in our special fan contest, you'll be joining us on the mailbag this Friday. Again, that's FanDuel.com slash B2B for the back-to-back Wednesday challenge. Some news out of San Antonio where Trevor Reza was sat tonight. He got a DNPCD. Uh, Trey, he has been starting for this team all season, and all of a sudden we have these trade rumors. He's eligible to be traded in three days, and he doesn't play tonight. Uh Am I reading too much into this? Do you think there's a done deal? Um, I think, you know, this was kind of the worst kept secret. You know, I don't know if, you know, LeBron has James Jones on speed dial and it's like, hey, bring me some more help. <laughs> um, but at this point, literally, um, you have to uh, look into factors of KCP having bird rights. He's the guy that has been kind of dangling uh, in trade rumors. And if the Lakers are going to put him up, maybe he uses bird rights to stay. Um, reminds me of that time Devin George um, blocked the trade to, I think, New Jersey um, back in the day. So, I mean, it kind of, it kind of falls into that, into that, into that situation. I know it was a third team uh, rumor to be a part where uh, Philadelphia would possibly send Markel folks and maybe a pick or something or, or FERC. Um, but we'll see. But I definitely see uh, Ariza out of there by the deadline. Of, uh, I mean, well, by December 15th. Uh, from one dysfunctional organization to the dysfunctional organization that's been ev- on everyone's mind for the last few days, Vince, the Chicago Bulls remain a mess. Ownership yep. remains the greatest competitive advantage in the league. Uh, what is happening there? I mean, you're you're – you're our guy on the ground. You understand that that organization. You know what's happening. What are they thinking with this sort of uh, 
it, it's almost like they're they're looking for a throwback coach, like it's the 1970s with this disciplinarian. I like does this does this play out for them in in the long run? Can you expect them to get free agents with this sort of mindset? Hell no, they ain't getting no free agents. They never got free agents before this. Like, my thing is this. I'm trying to figure out if Jim Boylan has been watching, like, lean on me with uh, Morgan Freeman playing Joe Clark, like, the entire time that he was waiting on Fred Hoiberg to bleed out. Like, this is literally the point where he's been waiting to be this head coach. And I think he's taking all this stuff from Pop and Tom Izzo and all these other guys. And he says, I'm going to run this thing my way, regardless of the fact that it's 2018 and players are kind of running the league now and this is not like the 1970s or the 1980s or whatever time work that he's stuck in. And those players are not, like, going for it. Like, and we're not even talking about superstars. We're talking about Zach Levine, who's just starting to find himself in. You know what I'm saying? Like, Jabari Parker who's trying to make sure that he's playing for his next contract. These, this thing has gotten so extreme, and with the Bulls, and Trey, you know this, I'm sorry, I hate to, t- hate to tell you this, they go to the extreme every single time, from Tibbs to Fred Hoiberg, and now from mm-hmm. Fred to Jim Boylan. They don't know how to find that happy middle ground, and they don't know where to go next. They're not getting any free agents. They've never gotten any free agents, and then probably, I don't see a free agent going there. Hey, Jabari Parker begs to differ. Trey, this is your squad, okay, and, and I'm, I want you to put your fan hat on. How does it feel to root for a team that's that's clearly doesn't have its stuff together? First and foremost, if Boylan's tapped in with us, you're not pop. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you, you, run, you, you got you, you got my you got my guys going. Uh, you know, two hours plus after a back to back, man. Let those young men get their get their you know get their legs in order. And, you know, as far as guard packs, put some respect on scoring champion. Uh, Zach Levine, future scoring champion Zach Levine. Don't ever question his work ethic. Um, it is definitely, I mean, for my own health reasons, I've decided to just kind of watch from afar and not get too crazy about it, no highs or lows. I mean, it used to get to a point on those tips coach teams where we would make the playoffs and I'm just sitting there and I'm like, and, and you know, Vince would tell you, you know, when I would see him in Detroit, I'm like, man, my team, you know, He's like, man, I'm sorry to hear it, man, but they, you know, they ain't going to really get over that hump. They're going to be the same team. And then as, you know, they traded Derek and, you know, they started to disperse these other guys around the league, um, you know, we decided to get bad. But I like the draft draft picks we have and all other stuff, but it's still a shit show as long as Pax is running things and then as well as, you know, we got to get boiling out. And I'm kind of down with uh, Jalen Rose's suggestion of bringing Jawan Howard in. So... Um, I just think the city needs a facelift. The whole the whole organization. Never a good thing when you're when your GM lobotomy, is getting man. into fist fights. Man, something. <laughs> they need a, that that organization needs a lobotomy. Like it's like the curse of Michael Jordan. Like seriously, ever since they kicked Michael Jordan out, it's almost like anything good that ever happened to them wound up working against them. Their growth, them getting that pick with those odds. They wound up screwing that up. Jimmy Butler getting the last pick of the first round of the draft. They screwed that up. They don't have anybody else to blame now. So they're going to have to sit and lay in this for a while.
Everybody, tickets are running out. If you want to go to Boston Live, Count the Dings back-to-back live podcast show Saturday, March 2nd. It's at the end of the Sloan Conference. It's at the Middle East in Boston, not the uh, part of the world, but it's a place, a venue in Boston. You can go watch us do our live podcast, hang out with us after, have a really good time. Tickets are on sale to the general public. VIP is sold out. But go to patreon.com slash count the dings, become a Patreon subscriber, get into the Discord, and then maybe you can get a, a VIP on the – ticket on the uh, secondary market you can go to count the dings twitter or jade's twitter page at jade underscore hoy for ticket links again march 2nd at the middle east in boston end of the sloan analytics conference come see our live show in the other game of the night the san antonio spurs dusted the aforementioned phoenix suns 111 to 86 uh devin booker missed his fifth straight game this one was pretty much a blowout the whole night, Vince. Uh, they, the Spurs couldn't miss from three, shooting 13 out of 21. I mean, I guess they missed eight times, but shooting 61% from three. Uh, what, Phoenix, should they just mail in the rest of the season? I thought they mailed it in already. <laughs> What's the I point? Think, I don't I, get it. Well, it, it's, it's funny that you guys talk about that. Like, when you have a guy like Booker, and I'm high on him. I think he can really play, but you're going to need veterans around him. And what did you do? You traded off Tyson Chandler, and now you're about to trade off Trevor Ariza, who basically signed there so he could get traded. He just wants to secure the bag, and they and they basically just obliged with him. I don't know what they're going to do if you add another draft pick there. I don't see enough internal growth as far as, okay, yeah, good draft pick, good draft pick in Aiton, but I don't know what a team-building part is, and I don't know if they have a clue about that. Again, dysfunctional organization tip of the hat to Bryn Forbes uh, who goes for 24 five of five from three tonight's uh victory for the Spurs Greg Popovich's 1211th career win moving him into fourth place he passes Pat Riley for the fourth most wins in NBA history as a head coach uh before we wrap up I want to do a quarter of the season check-in on the defensive player of the year and coach of the year race. Trey, I want to start with you with the defensive player of the year. Who you got? Just give me one guy. Who's the guy that stands out in the lead defensive player of the year? Uh, I'm going to have to say, uh, man, it's a toss up right now between I'm, I'm still high on Gobert and I like Kawhi as well, but he's also been hurt. So. Yeah, I'm going to roll with Gobert for now. Vince, who you got? I'm going to say it between Miles Turner, who I really think is keeping Indiana afloat defensively with Oladipo out. And that dude, Paul George, is putting in work on both ends of the floor right now for OKC. They got the best defense in the league, and I think people are kind of sleeping on them. I, I'm right there with you, Vince. I actually think that Paul George and, and Steven Adams are going to wind up splitting votes. I like and, that big Vince. Yeah, you're probably right. Yep. And and I think that right now, if I if you were to ask me to 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 make a bet, I'd go Marcus Saul because again, Paul George has been amazing. Steven Adams has been amazing, but they're going to split votes. I think Marcus Saul has also been right up there with them. Can what I just vote the Grizzlies? Memphis, great. I mean, you could vote maybe just OKC. I like Billy Donovan. Moving on to our next conversation. Billy Donovan should maybe be in some of this coach of the year conversation. What do you think, Trey? Yeah, I mean, not to take away from Billy Donovan because I always like rip 
Benny, Billy Donovan every year. Um, you know, they haven't seen any too many teams over 500. But, yes, he's done an amazing job so far, especially with the 0-4 start. And, they, you know, they've, they've been getting things going. So, you know, um, I'm not mad at a Billy Donovan coach of the year, no. Vince, Doc Rivers is the coach of the year. I can see Doc Rivers winning. This is the type of team yeah. that Doc Rivers like. Like, this is the type of team he needs to have where he has to mix and match. He has to get guys to believe in him because they don't have the pedigree to really buck back against him. How about this one, guys? J.P. Bickerstaff in Memphis. Like, mm. that team last year was not doing well, and health can do a lot of things. But the fact that he's worked Jaron Jackson in there and that veteran team, and he's all of 19 years old, I think we got to give J.B. a little bit of love. How about Rick Carlisle? Right there, neck and neck with Memphis, has been the fourth best defense for the last month, uh, has a better differential than Memphis. And Rick Carlisle's been doing it mostly because of J.J. Barea in the bench. I mean, look, this is this has been one of the most fun seasons if you're a coaching nerd like I am look, to Dave, watch the coaches doing a great job. What you got, Dave? This is the thing. The Coach of the Year Award is always the My Bad Award. If they mm-hmm. missed out on you last year, they're going to, you know, keep you in the cream of the crop. And then also it's like, I feel sorry for this specific coach. He has a bad roster, but he's doing the best he can. Less rewarding. And that's, that's why it's so, Doc Rivers. Well, so and, so and, who's that then? It has to be. It, no, well, him mentioning Rick Carlisle, that's how I felt about that. But I really want to big up Doc Rivers because Doc Rivers is doing an amazing job. I had no, no idea that the Clippers would get it going this way. You know, with Gilgis Alexander responding, with Trez Harrell, with Patrick Beverly coming off and being a leader, you know, uh, Tobias Harris raising his game. Doc Rivers has gotten these guys to respond, you know, and normally I rip Doc Rivers as well for kind of piggybacking off that 08 Celtics team. So I think he's finally done well with no star and he's, you know, making this Clipper team, you know, uh, relevant. So I I like Doc Rivers as my coach of the year right now. And he was excellent last year. I was going to say, may I make uh, an addendum to that because my first place coach of the year vote Last year, went to Nate McMillan. And the Pacers are kind of doing the same thing, and Vic has been out for the past couple of weeks, and they are Mm -hmm. holding steady at fourth in the East. Like, he doesn't have a great roster over there. Like, he's got a bunch of young guys and a bunch of parts. Vince, again, you gave gave him the, I see you. (laughs) You gave him the, I see you. Don't get it twisted, brother. We see you over there getting those young guys to respond. You got guys like Tyreek Evans apologizing to the public but not bringing his best effort and, and having professionalism and showing up to practice on time. When if Tyreek Evans ever held himself accountable for something? And now you got Nate McMillan got these boys responding like that. So shout to Nate McMillan. We see you with your military dad looking so. All right, that's going to do it for this morning's show. Uh, Go eat your breakfast, brush your teeth, all that jazz. Make sure you like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash count the dings. Give us a big like and follow our post there. You can catch all of our podcasts there. Uh, Check out the back-to-back shows 
We dropped a Basketball Buds Patreon exclusive this week. New Nerder She Wrote coming on Thursday. We got BOMM on its own feed. New episode dropped on Monday. You can go back and check out the special Woke Bros from last week with attorney Alex Spiro. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review to this podcast, The Daily Ding, as well as all of our other feeds on the Back to Back Network. Kian Fahey's NFL Pod, The Interceptable, and of course, The House of Strauss. For Rob Lopez, for Vince Goodwill, and uh, Black Trey, tell them what you got to say. Ding, ding.